<laughs> what are you doing? Polishing your can? <laughs> Polishing my fat ruse. Pineapple drink. What is that? It is yours. Get out! Hey, happy October. <laughs> it's October 1st, 2015, and this is the Film Photography Project. It's the internet... <laughs> It's the internet radio show for people who love to shoot traditional film. I would have said that if you'd let me finish. But you say it much better, so. And it is October 1st. I have to my left, I have Dane Johnson. Hello. I have uh, Mr. Mark Dalzell. Hi. Mr. John Fidelli. Hey, what do you want from me? And my name is Michael Rosso. Today we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. And we're just going to like, just immediately just barrel into it. Barrel into it. Do it. Does that really say Shelly sometimes? Sure. That's nice. You're friends with her on the Flickr, right, Mark? Yes. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yes. Oh, Lord. Oh, look God. at that. Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. After the Costco Fest. It's made in Taiwan, it says. This I get it. Is I get it. I get it. <laughs> a big bag of Mr. Brown coffee, mm. Blue mm. Mountain coffee. Wow. What does that mean, Blue Mountain coffee? Oh, it's ah. like uh, instant. So angry today. Like, I just, I'm like, curious. What the hell is wrong with these Blue Mountain kids? Well, I've never seen a Blue Mountain in my life. Open, open that up. Oh. We're used to Mr. Brown in a can. Yeah. Oh. How do you make Oh, it's individual packets. I you make it with some hot water. Oh, look at that. And it's good for like another year. It was manufactured in the uh, 70s. Said, I don't want one anyway. It doesn't tell you how, what to do. Oh, wait here. Make with hot water. Empty one Mr. Brown into a cup or glass, add two 150-milligram hot water, stir, and enjoy with fantastic aroma. That's astronaut Mr. Brown. Dear Michael and all the FPP gang, thank you so much for the retro chrome that you sent in the mail recently. I'm excited to shoot more of this and will make sure to blog my results. I've had a lot of fun with what I've used so far. Mm-hmm. The warm tones and the cool tones are great. The retrochrome color slide film FPP hand roll, the 320 is a warm toned. Mm-hmm. The 160 is a little cool toned. Cool. Have you noticed the <sighs> difference? It, it hadn't occurred to me, actually, but I do like the warmer. I do love the 320. Yeah. I found the enclosed coffee on Amazon and thought it would make a nice uh, oh. thank you gift. Uh, yes. I never thank thought of looking there. After all, what would be better to use for caffeinol developing than FPP's favorite? coffee. Ooh. Alas, I did not realize until it arrived that it had its cream and sugar already in it. <laughs> in addition, here are some prints from a couple of rolls of retrochrome, both 160 and 320, I've already shot. I don't usually get prints, but my lab, Mike's camera in Denver, Colorado, accidentally sent some along recently. Oops. I should make a habit of getting them. Flipping through a stack of prints is nice and mm, I miss fun. the feeling. Thanks, as always, for the great shoes and items in the store and hope you have a wonderful autumn. Hey, is that uh, from a typewriter? Yes. That is awesome. That's mistakes and all. That's great. Oh, it looks like it's from like Area 51 or something. You know, it's like all, <laughs> di- you know. This is uh, awesome. Shelly sometimes font. on the Twitter and the Flickr, and she's tiny pictures on the Instagram. T-I-N-Y-P-I-T-C-H-E-R-S. Tiny pictures. On in- Instagram. Now, of, mm. on this table with you guys, any Instagram users here? No. Just no. you. Just me. Instagram, FPP underscore Michael. That's me. Come find me. The great thing about the Instagram for you guys is that a lot of times I'll be like, hey, you know, uh, Retrochrome is two ninety nine a roll today only for like the people that are on Instagram. Ah. I'll do like a super special. Thank you, Shelly. Thanks for nothing. So you're yeah. like all elitist and whatnot. <laughs> it's a thanks, Shelly. You're like, thanks for oh, nothing. Oh, yeah, good timing there. <laughs> you. Instagram only special. So this is from Airmail. the ah. Royal Mail. Penny Royalty, anyone? George. This is from Amro Gabriel. You want to read that? Oh. The greetings from London. Oh, nice. It says, uh, Dear Michael, John, Matt, Leslie, Dave. Who's Dave? I oh, Dane, Mark, 
Justin, and the rest of the FPP guys. Some candy from the UK for you all. I hope you'll enjoy it. Whoa! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh yeah! Oh, they all turn early. Oh, yeah. Can you? Close. Mommy likes, likes the curly wordy. Those are good. Oh, the old double decker. <laughs> Ooh, remember these? The big, big oh. bounty oh. bottle. Oh. I love coconut. Jeffrey Holder's favorite candy. How much is it? What is it, a oh, clown box? Thing. Yeah, I want a double decker. Wh- who's this from? Fitzrovia is his Flickr name. That's the one I want. Or, um, He's Fitzrovia That's at Flickr special. or at Lamora on Twitter. We can take this. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Tumblr. Emro Gabriel. Gabriel. G- Gabriel. Amro Gabriel. Oh, what is this? This is like marshmallow. Come on, man. Yeah, that that was was crunchy. Yeah. What's crunchy? Yeah. Mm. yeah we have nice. a letter from James Thorpe. Loves How to pronounce your name with a smile on your lips and a song in your heart. That's what it says. Dear FPP, as someone who's rediscovering, thanks to you, the joys of film photography and also trying to relearn science, there's something lately that I'm having trouble understanding. I wonder if at some point on an upcoming pop podcast, you learned folk, could discuss the differences, benefits of pushing, pulling film versus just shooting it over or underexposed and then processing it at normal. In other words, if I take a roll of 400 ASA film and shoot it at 200, then process it as normal, is that any different than shooting the same roll of 400 at 400 and then having the lab push by one stop? Okay, you know what? What? Let's ask Matt. Hey, Matt. Can you uh, answer this? So let's break down that question one more time. We take a roll of 400 ASA film and shoot it at 200, and then we have that same roll of film at uh, 400, shoot it at 400, and then push it by a stop. Is there going to be a difference? There's actually going to be a big difference. So if we think of the, let's say, uh, the zones of exposure that we can have on on a piece of film, and we label, uh, let's say we label our lowest shadow with, with some exposure in it, zone uh, zone one, let's say that has one unit of exposure, there's a doubling for each of those subsequent zones on the film. So it's going to be 1, 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, etc., etc. Et so when we're shooting it at 200, we're actually giving it an extra stop or an extra unit of exposure along that line. So one unit becomes two. You just bumped up your zone one to your zone two. Two becomes three. Four becomes five. So you're actually getting less and less response uh, as you go up the scale, but the, sh- the lower shadows and, and midtones are going to be showing some extra detail in there, whereas the highlights are going to remain relatively unfazed if we process as normal. So if we take that 400, shot at 200, process as normal, it's actually going to be lower in contrast because those shadows are going to kind of push up uh, the normal response curve of your film, lowering the slope and lowering contrast thereby. Uh, if we take a roll, that same roll at 400, shoot it at 400, and push it by a stop, uh, development typically is only going to increase uh, contrast. It's not changing the amount of exposure that hit the film. It's just kind of uh, letting it cook some more. So uh, that one unit in the shadows is still only one unit, um, but the areas that are going to get more development are going to be the ones that had more exposure. So uh, this time around, uh, the midtones and highlights are going to keep going, and that's actually going to raise uh, the slope. It's going to make the curve steeper, uh, raising our slope and increasing contrast. So 
200 at 400 and process normal is going to be uh, flatter, lower in contrast, but have more shadow detail than shot normally. And then 400 shot at 400 and then pushed by a stop is going to have a higher contrast and you're also probably going to have a higher chance of uh, blowing something out on the highlight side. I uh, hope that wasn't too long a response to your question, but thank you again. That was a really well thought out uh, question and hope the response uh, made some sense. If you'd like to find out any more uh, about this sort of thing, you can always email us, podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. So great that Matt's available like that. Yes. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, Matt's not Matt. here, but he, uh, through the power of uh, the computers that are taking over the world. That's right. uh, I want to read uh, some quick some shout-outs to folks <laughs> who have donated to the FPP. Christina from uh, Pennsylvania says... Uh, these cameras and lenses belong to my late husband. My hope is that they will be of benefit to someone. That's awfully nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Thank you very much. Now this gent, Keith Fox, he had a bunch of boxes. Well, Keith sent sent a box of cameras, uh, like a Voigtlander and a bunch of stuff, and he sent a box of film. Mm-hmm. So hey, thanks, Keith. This is Minolta. I went to the I went to France and Italy in 1990. Spain and France in 1991 took a lot of slides of saints, cathedrals, art, and um, the camera should. Be, she's just saying, "Hey, the camera should be fine." This is from Isdra. She's like, "Hey, yep. I did a lot of shooting with this camera. Here you go." Wow, cool. passing along. You. This is from. Hey, this is from Amro, the guys whose sugar we're chom- chomping on. Yeah, right now. Who's, says, uh, whose letter I butchered. He sent us uh, one of these. Look at these things. This was like a postcard where you would insert your Polaroid. <laughs> oh, that's nice, right? He sent it as a postcard minus picture. I wonder if there was a picture in there and somebody there swiped it. probably was a picture. Oh. One of the postmasters like, oh, I don't that. I'll that. You sent us the Polaroid <laughs> postcard. Was there a picture in here? Because I received it with, you know, no picture in it. What's uh, the deal? I think so, because it says first ever Polaroid 420 picture. Oh. The postmaster took his picture. Oh. Uh, it probably slipped out of there. Maybe it slipped out. Yeah. yeah. It's sitting in the bottom of a bin somewhere. This is from Film Shoot. Company.com. Great stuff for film photographers. Uh, thanks for all the stuff. When do you read this, John? Oh, oh my gosh, look at that one. This is from Benicia, California. It says, thanks for all the amazing work you guys do. Spent pretty much since December listening to the entire backlog of episodes. Now that I'm caught up, I can hardly wait the time in between for new episodes. I'm a professional photographer, but now I'm trying to do more and more personal stuff with just film to recharge my photo mojo. <laughs> I'm including yeah, in the package maybe. I'm sending a couple of 110 cameras. Found it in a thrift shop with working batteries and totally flashed myself in the face with it, testing it. <laughs> the other one was a junk shop find, and it's never been opened, so it is untested. I, I'm sorry, can I read a letter here, or do you need to talk about your goddamn chocolate? <laughs> also, a few rolls of expired Kodak 2004 that were not stored well and have lost about a stop and a half of sensitivity and has a purple hue for whatever, for whoever guy. wants it. I've also started making patches and stickers so me and my friends could literally wear our love for film on our sleeves. So I've also included a handful of patches and stickers for you guys. I have about a dozen more designs planned coming down the pipeline. Oh. Mike Padua. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Mike. This is from longtime listener Michael Fortner. It's been a while since I have last written a letter by hand, so please forgive my handwriting. Oh, for what it's worth, I'm using a 1948 Parker 51 fountain pen. Whoa. Whoa. It's like my cameras, a thrift store find. I seem to find a lot of interesting things in thrift stores. However, cameras are getting harder to find in one as everybody seems to go to eBay. Oh, they buy them in the thrift store and then put them up on eBay for twice the price. The price we pay for film photography coming back into the Vogue with the hipster crowd. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
It's, it's the interior hip- decorators. That's the ones I'm always the fighting. Yuppie ah, hipsters. Yeah. Why? They just need them for like... They want to put them on a shelf. And stuff? Yeah, because to put it on a shelf, it's worth $50. But I want to use it, and it's worth $5. Yeah. yeah. But they think it looks cool. In close, you will find some cameras that I'd like to pass on to the FPP for others to use. I'm trying to get a handle on my gas. So I thought I'd send out some of my duplicate cameras. Just because this makes room for new acquisitions is a happy side effect. The Minolta Zoom 60 date cameras? Is that right? It's a point and shoot, yeah. We're from a lot I got off of eBay five years ago. They were previously used by a police department for patrol units to record evidence for the reports. Yep. Other than a unit number etched on the bottom, they're in good working condition. The Polaroids were thrift store finds from about the same time before the Impossible Project got rolling and made 600 film viable again. I haven't seen any in stores for a while, so I guess FPP has made a good impression with it's been a while since you've done a Polaroid contest and these would make good choices for one. Yeah, there you go. I've been listening since the early days, episodes yes. episode 10 or so. It's been hard to believe that it's been that long since y'all have rekindled my use of film photography. While a lot of stores around me have stopped developing films, yeah, another, another place around me stopped developing. Yep, yep, yep. I've learned how to do it myself because of the show. What show? I now do my own C41 and black and white as a matter of course. All I need to do it is get past my fear of Chrome development. Oh, you'll get past that. I have the E6 kit from the FPP store. I just need to mix it up and go with it. I'll have to once I get my film Bernia pledge from Ferrania. Oh, film film Ferrania. Yeah. Uh, You got 12 rolls of the new Chrome film. Yeah. Oh, my film burners pledge. Oh, film burners. Thank you. Well, that's about it. When I go through my cameras again soon, I'll get another package out to you. Wow, thanks. Heaven knows I have enough and I need to focus my collecting. Keep up the good job of passing the word about the joys of film photography and stay positive. Thank cool. you. Cool. Michael Fortner. Yeah. Fortner. Michael Fortner. That's great. You know what's really awesome? The FPP stocks the, you know, just started this, this year, the C41 color yep. negative kit, and we just started stocking the E6 color slide kit. Yep. Mm-hmm. C41 E6. In the course of less than 12 months, Death. hundreds, really, hundreds, hundreds of FPP listeners are now souping their own color film. It's great. Mm-hmm. Hundreds. You sound like a preacher. <laughs> hundreds. Lord, amen. Amen. It's incredible. It's incredible. Hats off to folks out there who have reached out. And have, you know, picked up a kit in the FPP store. Lowest price ever, of course. Hey, in three days, I'm going to be in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So I know it's just three days away. But um, sometimes these shows, you know, start airing a little bit early. So you still have time. Go to filmphotographyproject.com. Right on the the homepage, you'll see Photo Walk, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Click on the link. You'll get all the information. It's free. Some exciting stuff. Stickers. There's going to be a night shoot. Hey, we'll be right back. Hey folks, it's Michael Rosso. Join Matt Marash, Leslie Lazenby, and I on October 3rd for our FPP One Day Meetup in Ann Arbor, Michigan. That's right, we'll be hitting the streets with our camera, hosted by Mr. Mark O'Brien of the A3C3 Ann Arbor, Michigan Camera Club. It's going to be an amazing day where we meet up at the local camera store, go on a photo walk in Ann Arbor, and end up at the Argus Museum. Joining us is absolutely free. Go to filmphotographyproject.com and click on the main story 
for our Ann Arbor, Michigan meetup on Saturday, October 3rd. Look forward to seeing you there. Hey, it's Mike Rosser here doing a live commercial here on the radio with all the guys in the studio. Let's talk about, talk about your, your brand new camera, what you're selling. Uh, yes, it's a, ooh, really? it's, a, it's a plastic, filmtastic 120. Yeah, a one. <laughs> this is known as a one twenty debonair camera. Ooh. It takes sixteen shots per roll of one twenty roll like film. It. It's not a Holga. It's not a Diana. It's made at a mysterious, unknown factory in Hong Kong. Nice. Sometime in the nineteen eighties, uh-huh. an FPP just acquired a boatload. Sitting in a box somewhere it. in a warehouse. All literally these. a boatload. It has a uh, a f eight sixty millimeter super lens. It's super. It is. Sure is super. And you can tell it's super because it says super. It has a uh, hot shoe on top. Hot, hot shoe. shoe. Ooh. And you you folks out there can have this camera. Oh. Yeah? How really? Do wow. How do we get that you camera? You go to filmphotographyproject.com, you click the store, and then you go to uh, 120 film cameras, and there it is. So That's this is a great awesome. 120 startup awesome. camera. Yes, this is You're a plastic camera. You're scared to camera. get into one tr- 120 because it's a little bit bigger format than If you've to. never shot 120 roll film before, this is the perfect camera to start, start with. Roll <laughs> film. And then once you advance, like, you know, TLRs and more professional cameras, this is a good camera just to keep in your bag oh, because yeah. it's going to give you those dreamy sort of yep. something, something. It's good, good sound. You, you get double, that awesome triple, quadruple exposure. Sounds like a weed whacker. <laughs> <laughs> so check it out. And yeah, of course, breaks, you should use it to like weeds. <laughs> And, of course, by visiting thefilmphotographystore.com also helps keep us going here at the Film Photography Podcast. Thank you very much. Hey, we're back. Hey, let's talk about uh, those LPs. Uh, so the albums. These are apparently recorded on 35-millimeter yeah. film. So me and Mark would go to the English Town Flea Market to look for cameras, of course, and stuff. Down That's in English New Jersey? Town, New Jersey. Yeah. yeah, great flea market. And they also have records since we've all been... Kind of hitting the vinyl thing again. And uh, hammers and oh, yeah, uh, yeah. paint cans that are half opened. And, and, and uh, they, even have a, they even have an optometrist. Do they really? Yeah, they do. No, no way. You, no, for real. Yeah, you can go get your yeah. glasses. Everything. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. How much does it cost for I wonder Portland? I it's... Surely is a wonderful place. Yeah, it yeah. is, actually, yeah. You come out and, uh, looking like Charlie kind of Weaver. It's post-apocalyptic, right? It is. It's very... You could be a good place to shoot because nothing's changed since <laughs> yeah. then. Send so it we to come me. across a, uh, a box of records up. in the dirt. You know, those are the guys, obviously, that Mark always says. If you get... You look for the people in the dirt because those are the people with the good deals. They don't even have enough money for a tarp. Or yeah. <laughs> so... This guy it's had boxes so, yeah. of records. Like, it's just sitting out in wow. the dirt. And we were going through, and he just screams across, hey, whatever you want, 10 bucks a box, and whatever. Wow. And I'm like, or a buck each, you know. And uh, so I was flipping through, and we're finding, I always like to look for all these old Bollywood records and all these old, like, one-off mm. things you'd know you'll never find on Google CD Music or Pandora. Or They've no, never been digitized. None of it. So came across a couple of these that were, like, 35-millimeter film. And we're like, film? What yeah. the heck is that? You know, and so we're like, at first I thought it was like soundtracks or something. Recordings of camera shutters. It's actually, yeah. <laughs> and even that would have been cool. I'd listen that. to that. And then, uh, you would. so we ended up uh, checking into it, and it turns out it's actually in the early, in the 50s and 60s, uh, there was a time when, you know, they were actually recording to film, 35 millimeter film as a, as a medium, where they actually would... They recorded on 35 millimeter on thir- film. Not, and not as optical like on a film track. It's actually mag reel. You know. 35 millimeter mag. mag. Yeah, magnetic. Yes. So this film Stock. is exposed. Yeah. No, it's, no it's, it doesn't matter. It's magnets. It's oh, not okay. optical. So. So, so think of 35 millimeter film, but it's, it's 
it's mag stock. It's yeah. medium. It's the medium. medium. It's blank. There's no so picture. Just, it's just the plastic. Okay, so they just made, you know, they put the, the, they put the uh, smaller tape, tape yeah. onto a 35 yes. millimeter yep. emulsion. Exactly. So the emulsion, you could say, is, mag is stock the mag emulsion. stock. Oh, I got so you. So the reason they liked it is because there was issues back then in the 50s still with the bandwidth, the dynamic range of tape. Which mm. Everything was quarter-inch tape. That was the popular. It's pretty you know, small. And that's pretty small. And then so things were packed in there. You get eight tracks and stuff if you Is work. cassette quarter-inch? No. No, that's, that's even, even smaller. Small. That's like that's an eighth? Three-sixteenths or something. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's it, for two eight. tracks, too. That's for four tracks, yeah. too. So yeah. think of that. Wow. Two on each side. And uh, so there was a lot of crosstalk. There was, there was print-through. So, you know, and all these issues with the medium of quarter-inch tape. So this kind of yeah. helped solve that when all the, uh, like, the real high-end people were getting used to having, uh, when, you know, LPs were being, they were a lot higher quality, so all the stereo systems were getting, mm. so there's a whole hi-fi genre, you know, hi-fi. It was the hi-fi off. boom. Which still is insane. If you get into that world, those yeah. people, they, like, they get into every little detail, you know, wiring and all that. Microphone. So this was a way they, a company called Everest Records, a record label in Queens, started putting the uh, magnetic film as their recording and mastering medium. So mm. it's great because it actually is a thicker medium. Yeah. So it didn't have the print through. It's bigger. So they could put seven tracks with plenty of room so they didn't get the cross. So it was a wider track, more dynamic. Yeah, that's how it works. I mean, the more room you got, the more the more surface area touching, the, the more option you have to store. They were like, this is going to be great. And it was really high end and everything sounded great. The dynamic range was better. There was no, like, the hiss mm. was all gone. But then as the regular quarter-inch tape kind of was the standard, and they actually improved that because they were working on it, and then it got to the point where price point wise, they it just didn't make sense anymore to. You had to it have was your, so expensive. You had to have a specific uh, piece of equipment. To yeah, run there was one minute. group yeah. of machines that they these you know companies Ugh. made and. Uh, Can you imagine that these guys are like, we're going to be exclusive. Yeah. People are going to love us. We're going to make. It. Oh wait, it's over. Yeah. So that yeah right. So the equipment. Well, there was the same equipment ended up going on to uh, Mercury Command Cameo. All these. Different, oh, Mercury these Living that's Presence. It. Yeah, that's living, right. That's oh it. wow. And then, the, then it kind of faded in the early '60s. But so the other thing is, think about. There was one guy says, "I can't imagine what a roll of that must have weighed." So yeah, you think really. about the film stock plus all that. It's like two thousand foot reel. I know. So you can wow. imagine what that you know. So the living stereo dudes, yeah. like those presence albums, yeah. in their studio, they had a recording machine recorded on thirty-five millimeter mag stock. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing—if you see on the back, look at—it's down in the you know. There's yeah, it tells you about the it. The size though. of a room. I mean, they're huge. Yes, geez. I know exactly yeah. what that is. Yeah, so that right. looks like an eight-track machine right there. That's crazy. And it's uh, yeah, you definitely need guys with coats to uh, yeah, operate exactly. that. Yeah, You're not allowed that. Technicians. You're not allowed in that room. Nope. So anyway, so the kind of uh, once it got too expensive, and the actual you know regular tape, quarter-inch and half-inch tape, and one-inch tape of regular tape came along. It, it put them all out of business. I wonder if they started recording rock musicians instead of balalaikas and well, stuff. Well, that's the thing. Is a lot Whether of it would have taken off no, or there's, not. No, there's Frank Sinatra albums. There's that one were recorded on 35? Concer- concerto, concert, Concerto Frank. Oh, really? There's an the album. Concert Frank. Concert Frank. That's recorded oh, really? on 35 Mag. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the records I had to send back from eBay. Oh. His first pressing. Yo. Yeah, yeah, that I was... I was all excited, and the guy said it was excellent. Yeah. It was, like, ripped They did shreds. a lot of classical. It's like a like dog a, did a freaking breakdance on it. Dog did a breakdance. Yeah, mostly, I guess because that's the harder thing to record back in the day. Yeah, would the be dynamic a whole range, quiet orchestra. Dog yeah. breakdance. So some people would say it was a little hissy because... <laughs> You know, and things because a lot of the equipment used was to over to work with regular tape, and now that this captured a lot of it, there you go. Where'd you that's get that it. from? Yep, that's it. That's, that's motion that picture machine. restoration. Who's that? Yeah. 
This is that uh, Deluxe. North deluxe Bell. has one of them? Oh, that's yes. just their film transfer wow. machine. No, that's the machine that's the for mag the mag. Oh, wow. no way. Let me see. It's huge. It's a huge machine you stand in front of, and it only takes the mag stock. Whoa. You have to stand in front of it? So apparently that now there's a, the actual guy that ended up <laughs> buying the machines... That guy uh, did look stupid. Is Mercury. it like a, it's like a cult? It's a guy. You. Well, this guy owns him. He's up in his name's uh, Thomas Fine. I think it's <gasps> Fine Recording Studios. Really? And he's up in Brewster, New York. And Brewster. I think he's How are the they? One. Not bad. So he has these machines. <laughs> he has the original machines, and they're working. And and yeah, so there here there are still. This was there's a, a just at the AES, which is Audio Engineering Society uh, at Javits every year, which is that's the oh, recording okay. engineers and he, things like that. He, he did a whole uh, he did a whole thing in 2013, his latest 2013 about recording to this medium. So it's still he's still pushing it. He's still well, he's still using it. I mean, mm-hmm. and that, the thing to get apparently is if you can get a recording of one of these from the original to. Uh, too digital with a wow. high bit rate without not one to the record like a 96 but the problem is they stored them all in tin cans or whatever metal cans yep. oh, and they got so, vinegared yeah so they're all gone That's so no there's good. only one left apparently one reel of just some old Beethoven thing That then the reason it's still around is because no one put it away and, and so they just left it on a shelf out, out, and oh. that's actually the best thing. So the air, so, so it, air. Yeah. So it didn't stick air. together and start yep. to mutate. Yeah. So all the rest got what is vinegar syndrome? Or vinegar syndrome. It? Yes. Yeah. And uh, so they're gone. It actually oh, smells wow. like vinegar. It does. Is that right? It well, will. what do they like? Stick together? Or they no. Just melt? It's it starts uh, basically the the film starts decomposing. Yeah. So the chemistry because yes. isn't there gelatin yeah. on there? It's all sorts of stuff. Yeah. In there. Yeah. Well, just like you know, in guitar things, what is the same? The old pick guards. Somebody leaves it in a case. Binding, get you know. shrinkage. It'll shrink and then it'll then it'll just convert every piece of metal oh, really? on the guitar Ooh, or instrument. Yeah. Ar- new new yeah. archival film cans have actually holes air holes. Yes, yeah. right. So. so so you own these albums. These now. albums and I've digitized them. I'm gonna give you. A, I'll send you a, some clips. They sound. They do sound good. You can search for what albums, what popular albums may I have heard of. Um, Mm. that were recorded on 35mm mag. And you'll get a form of guys that are just listing, oh, you can get this, you can get that, you wow. can get this. And they can link to them on uh, eBay and on Amazon. You can still get the down, the digital versions. Yeah. So there you go. We're not talking about pitches, but hey, it's, that's another thing, the medium of uh, well, thank you very much. 35mm yeah. is used for. It's yeah. sort of like a, yeah, um, a uh, you know, a yeah. topic, a right. swing topic. Swing, ah, yeah. Yes, uh, John and I started a vinyl Crossover. podcast. I know. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Crossover called the right. Vinyl Record Podcast. Right. That's right. So now you can use this for both. Just we could. It, throw it on. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Hey, when we come back, <laughs> uh, we're talking about some cameras. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ms. Walker. Oh, by the way, did you notice our new prices on Bounty movie cameras? They're reduced almost $10. Yes, I did see them, but we're not quite sure whether we take enough movies to make it worthwhile. Let me show you something. Here's a reel of Kodak home movies. Now, suppose these were your movies, and on this reel you had movies of, oh, let's say this young lady learning to walk, and her sister all dressed up and looking pretty. All your vacations. Suppose you had all that and more in action and in color. That'd be worth a fortune, wouldn't it? Oh, yes. Well, it uh, doesn't cost a fortune at all, especially now. You know, this camera was a bargain at $39.75, and now it's only $29.95, or $3 down. You really couldn't make a better investment for your family. Here, try it. See how easy it is. Why don't you visit your Kodak dealer this week? It's a great time to make your family movie stars. 
Hey, we're back. Hey, I want to uh, talk really fast about this Ag for Click. Well, then drink some more of that coffee. Uh, um, click or clack? Uh, well, here we oh, go. The brothers. Click and clack. Yeah, you got them both. Is that right? Yes. Oh, my. I first got the Ag for Clack. We discussed this years ago. Is there a pill you can take to get rid of that? <laughs> Ag for Clack. And oh. people call this like, oh, the Ag for Clack, my chubby little friend. <laughs> oh, my God. Because Say hello to my chubby little friend. Canteen. The Clack uh, <laughs> takes eight shots. It's like spam. Because the, the, the film so goes big. Ar- the film wraps around. Yeah. It's a big 16 by 9 centimeter. 16 by 9? Oh. Oh. Yeah. The negative. Yeah. Wow. wow. With and a curved plane on the yes, back. Yes, so curved yeah, plane. Nice. Oh, Is that right? Man. Yeah, look at it. It's a simple 1 of a second. You have a choice, F11, F16. This is the Agfa clack. Cool. With a, like a faux alligator y- yes. like leather, it. which is cool, too. And because wow. it's Agfa, it's a German camera, yes. it takes 120 film. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Kodak in the U.S., they started moving into their proprietary 620. Oh, yeah. So everything was 620. Yeah. Because they didn't want you buying Agfa film. Or buying other people's nah. film. So I didn't know until I read about it on the web that this <laughs> click and clack. Yes, hello. And here's Agfa Click. It's called the Ac- <laughs> Acromat 1.1 to 8.8. So it's 8.8 f-stop, I guess. Oh, yeah. And this was uh, produced uh, between uh, 1958 and 1970. Wow. That's a long span. Yeah, yeah that is. It was uh, uh, manufactured. same exact design. I'm thinking yes. Oh, my God. It was manufactured by Agfa. Be the guy that works at that machine for... <laughs> <laughs> and there was... His whole life was making uh, clicks. Uh, my God. I asked for a transfer to crack, but they would not do it. <laughs> <laughs> this was made by... Deutsches. Somebody needs a brand new clack. <laughs> this was made by Agfa Camera Works. That's K. A M W E R K camera work yeah. Munich Germany. Yeah, this was an inexpensive <laughs> snapshot camera that makes photography really simple. Sure does. If there is a clack, there should be a click. <laughs> uh, the click should be uh, considered an evolution model of clack. But I'm reading this off of Camerapedia.wikia.com. Okay, let's hear. Here, let's hear the click, and I'll, then I'll do the clack. Okay. Start with no. The clack. The clack came before the click, though. Okay, clack. Click. Click. So the click takes 120, <laughs> 120 <laughs> film, just like the clack. Uh, you get eight exposures on the clack. You get 12 exposures on the click. The click. click my, this is my first roll through here. I'm guessing the Six click, by six. Yeah. yeah. That the click mm. is a square frame. Perfect for Instagram. I, like, I do like six by six anyway. I have or in square, here a nice. roll of uh, Tri-X from 1979. You've had it in there since 1979. <laughs> no. What is wrong with you? F- <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I just wanted to let you guys know, because we've always talked about the Agfa Clock. <laughs> Agfa Clock. But we never talked about the Agfa Click. And we'll talk about this a little bit once I get the film developed. Right. We'll and I'm see. thinking of ta- I'm actually thinking of processing this film in a bucket of... In, like, your, in your clunk tank. <laughs> clunk. <laughs> Click, clack, clunk. I have some D76 I've had for two years. Oh, no. Oh, that's... Fine, no problem. Right? Oh, yeah. Made? Mine's, mine's a couple years old. Mine's Made or in, in the bag? Yeah, so. mixed. No, mixed. Oh, my. Yeah, mine's almost three years old. Yeah. What? No problem. We've put like 50 rolls through that. Oh, you know what it dear. is? It's and it was, the, it was the 30-year-old stuff that you gave me in the first oh, place. Oh, is that right? Oh, it's ancient. It's a gallon. So, I mean, you do two rolls and you pour it back and it just regenerates because you're not using yeah. all of it. Yeah, no. If it ever gets a little, you know, a little low, you just top it off. Yeah, if I, if I drink a little bit, I just top it back <laughs> off <laughs> with some more. Everclear. By the way, Everclear. a, a, a tip, because an awful lot of people have been buying, we carry supplies now in the FPP yep. store. Supplies, supplies. They buy the, the gallon jugs. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the quart jugs. Yeah. And when you're having your chemistry, remember, don't do what I used to do, which is just top it off with water. Don't, Why please. would you do that? Like what? You did that as recently as a year ago. No, in my, years. It was two uh, years. No, yeah, two years. So these days, uh, what you do is you just you know, give it a little squeeze yeah. until the liquid comes up to the very top, then cap Remove it. Remove the air. Get that air out of there. Ah, get That's the air Leslie's out Leslie's technique, yeah, yes. I think. Yeah, right? Leslie told what me. What was her technique with the, uh, the instant cold cans? That was oh. for for the dark room, wasn't it? She had some kind of like a, those. Yeah, she had a she had a pitcher. She would put a few inches of chemicals in, and then drop like a like a cold can of soda or something in. To yeah, chill it. yeah. If you need to cool it down, I usually have the opposite. I'm trying to heat stuff up. Yeah, it worked really well. She said, Friday like night. A Yeah, no, it was a brilliant idea. I was trying to remember mm. what it was. Yeah, so yeah, she puts a can in it. Huh. And we went with that, that. When we come back, we'll be talking about some more cameras. Oh, crazy! Yeah. A brand new outboard motor. Adventure ahead. Only seconds to take this wonderful picture. But that's time enough for Mom and her new Ansco Cadet, the A-plus snapshot camera from Ansco that's always ready when you are. Hasn't this happened to you? You see a great picture like this, but it's gone before you can focus your camera. But not with the Cadet. You just set this pointer, look through the picture window viewfinder, and it's yours in color or black and white. No focusing, no dials, no nonsense. No need to pass up those night shots either. Just clip on the cadet flash unit and you've got it, just as you saw it. The complete cadet camera outfit. Everything you need for easy picture taking is yours for only $11.95. Whether it's color films, black and white films, cameras, or projectors, if it's from Ansco, you know it's A+. Hey, we're back. Oh, hey, so you've been that for a long time. I was, <laughs> Mr. Mark Dalzell. <laughs> what do you have today? I'm talking about uh, my little tiny baby friend here, the Rico Caddy. Oh, this is a cute, cute little camera. Thank you. Hello. So the cool thing about this, I'll take it out of the case. It came. This one came with a really nice, perfectly preserved, subtle, um, ever ready case. But so this is a little tiny, full function, full manual. Half frame mm-hmm. camera. This yeah. was Rico's first half frame camera. Uh, came out in 1960, oh, 61. Sorry, half frame camera. Yeah, so it's a half frame 35. So that's why it's so tiny. The cool thing about this though is this camera is in perfect shape for being 55 years old because it lived its entire life in the dark in its mm-hmm. case. The selenium meter dead on. It works oh, perfectly. Wow. Um, so it's an uncoupled selenium meter. So what you do is, on the back, there's a little thumb wheel here. Oh. On. on the back, there's a little tiny thumb wheel. Right. And on the top, you've got your different ISOs. So you show select, me. Show me. So you select <laughs> what ISO oh, you're using. Oh, look at that. So you set, let's, let's, let's say we set it to ISO 200. Let's say, no, let's go a little faster. Let's say you set it to ISO 400. And then what you do is point the camera at the thing you want killed. <laughs> And, it, and the needle on the top will tell you what EV number to set to. Ah, so this camera is one of those. yeah, this camera uses the EV you system. Do the ease of so ease then of. I basically line up the little arrow on the top with the number. This now it's right now to shoot you. It says number twelve. So, so I set it to number twelve. Oh. So you meter first. It gives you the EV number, and then I transfer the number it tells me to the camera itself. Okay. And now I know I'm good to shoot. But then I can also take that, and I can move the aperture and shutter speed dials around as long as they both line up at twelve. Whoa! If you look at the bottom of the camera, you're getting your actual um, aperture and shutter speeds. So oh. for this level of light, oh. I can go anywhere from 2.8 at 2.50 all the way down to f16 at what is it? 
at a, an eighth of a second, okay. which I wouldn't want to do. Can, can you separate? So you hold both of those rings together and move them at the same oh, time. Oh, okay. so when you move you can. both, you can you, you can, can go fully manual and do whatever you want. Or when you set it to EV, it actually clicks it into place. Yeah, you hold the two rings at the same time. So and then it moves you can shutter speed and f-stop at the right. same time. Yeah. That's what EV is. So it's sort of like a program mode, basically. You hold mm. both rings. That's, that's the original program. But in order to shoot, it's like a two-step process. Right. I mean, unless you just want to use the Force or Sunny 16 at Force. Um, yeah, it just takes one second to... What's uh, using the Force? Just like, mm, looks like it's about... Right, two yep. eight, two fifty in here. Yep, but it's a nice little, fully functional little camera. Yeah. Like I said, so so the EV system works really well on it. It's got a lot of mass to it. Yeah, it's it's all metal. It's all nice and solid. It's very compact. Yeah. Um, it has a cold shoe with a PC port on the front, hey. so you can you can X-Sync flash. Um, it's got a regular shutter release with a with a cable, so you can put a cable on. It does have bulb. So bulb for folks listening. Tell anything. them what uh, half frame means. So half frame on a on a normal thirty five millimeter camera, you would get a landscape oriented photo that's about 34 millimeters wide by 24, 35 millimeters wide by 24 millimeters high. This one is 24 millimeters high, but it's only 17 millimeters wide. So it's half as wide. So you end up getting Shitting. a portrait orientation mm-hmm. that's half the size. It's yeah. still twice as big as a 110 negative. If you want portrait, you turn the camera the other way. Right. So I do that too. You turn it on the side. And when you look through it, you get, you get your framing. But when you do that, once you develop it, you end up... It's basically twice as grainy as it would have been with 35. So if you put a 30... Twice as grainy? Because you're, you're, you're getting the pictures half the, oh, right, 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 the right, same right, right. grain. If, yeah. you, uh, if you put a 36 exposure roll of film in there, how many pictures do you get? 72. 72. Half frame. Double. Math. So <laughs> Math is fun. <laughs> so thrifty folks from the 50s right. and 60s, like you'd be able to buy a roll of film and get twice as many pictures. I remember. Oh, right. Don't, yeah, yeah, don't ever accidentally put 30, 30, oh, 30, oh, It takes forever. You'll shoot it for like a year and a half. You'll start taking the? shots of your shoe and <laughs> the so wall is, just to get through with it. So here's an example. This is on my stream right now, but that's, so that's a shot I took a couple days ago with it. Is this Lomo Purple? No, that's super old. Uh, uh, that's Hawkeye, actually. Sorry. Really? That was Hawkeye that I shot at 100, but it's, it's very expired. Wow. How do you oh. roll your film back? How do you... Where's the, the bottom, bottom, of the bottom right side. There's a little thumb oh, line. look at the that. Yeah. How come there's no film in it? I just finished a roll last night. You, what do you put in? Uh, 12 exposures, 24? No, never 30. Well, that's why I put the roll of Hawkeye in, because that was yeah. only a 12 roll anyway. And so. to protect your selenium sensor... You put it, in, it in its case. Yeah, always keep it in the dark. Oh, I keep the case if you, covered. Yeah, if you find, if you find a, a, an old camera with a selenium meter laying on a table in the sun at the flea market, it's most likely dead. Now, but if I, you can find one that's sealed up like this. Didn't I hear that even in the case of, I think you told me that with the Pintax, it's always on, like a 1,000, if you don't have a lens cap on it? Yes. And so it will wear your battery down. There are quite a few yeah. cameras that need mm. the, to be kept. Dark, yeah. otherwise it works. The Trip 35 like, uses selenium. Yeah. Yep. Got to be the cap on. Yeah. This... This has an actual on-off switch, which is a pain in the butt because you forget to turn it on. Not that it still takes a picture, but the, but the, right. the meter doesn't or work. Or you come back a week later and it's on. Oh, yes. and it's gone. And this is that mercury, those pain in the butt mercury batteries, too. Full right. mercury. What else, Mark, yeah, about that exactly. camera? The caddy. What else can I say? You I don't know. You could probably hurt somebody. You put it away. It's going to attack you while you were shooting films. Is this the type of camera that you're going to be shooting often, or you'll just put it on a shelf? I like it. I have other small half frames. Like, I have a couple of the Olympus Pen uh, yeah, those are, e- those are cool. And stuff yeah. like that that I like. E-E. But this one is, is so compact because, 
and the penny the penny e doesn't have uh, mm-hmm. the meter on it. So the fact that this has a meter on it makes it just easy to use. I don't have to pull out my phone and meter. Mm-hmm. This this camera is tiny. I mean, it is. If you, yes. you know, if you if you all could hold it in your hand right now, it's pretty small. How are you, how are you about loaning your stuff out? Are you funny about funny about that? No, not at all. Yeah, I got oh. two of his right now. Like if I wanted to shoot if I wanted to shoot that until the next right. time I see you. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. I, I do. I want to take a picture of it because I want to put oh, it on my yeah, stream. Yeah. You know, John, people are funny mostly about lending albums, VHS tapes. Like I still oh. have. Kevin, Delicate things. I have Kevin Crawford's Genesis documentary on VHS. Wow. You, he loaned Kevin it, Crawford. This is how it goes down. Oh, no. When did you borrow that from him? No. He, he lent it to me. I lent it to you. Yeah. <gasps> and when was That's that? Evil. 1992. Oh, my God. All right. You can't borrow my I camera. think he's forgotten about no. it. You're going to give it to somebody else? No, It'll I'm be not. donated. <laughs> exactly. It's like VH Watch. So gave that to Aunt Linda. So, no, that's a classic. Thanks. That's a classic. <laughs> that's a classic thing. Someone loaned you plug. something, then you lend to someone else. You forget. Like my neighbor, I lent him uh, Let It Be Naked on CD. Mm. Last night, I saw him last night. He's like, oh, I keep on forgetting to bring you that Let It Be Naked. I completely forgot I gave it to him. Oh, did you if get it back? Uh, I'm like, yeah, just drop it in the mailbox. You don't care, do you? I have it digitized, right. so. But, I, you know, yeah, I'm kind of a hoarder. Like, I, I'm a reluctant lender. Like, I'll be like, yeah, sure, you can take it. Can yeah. I see that real quick? May I ask, what ASA's choices do you have? 12 oh. to 400. Whoa. Yeah, that's a very tiny pinwheel. Uh, I'm always looking for and shoot, that low. Yeah, oh, shooting at yeah, 12, yeah, that. and the fastest you can go is 2.8. It has to be a, pre- a really bright day. I recommend being at least halfway to the sun if you want to shoot that. Uh, yeah. Depends on where you're going. No, we're from. the third yeah. uh, okay. stone from the sun. From Mars. We'll be right back. Do you love the Film Photography Podcast? Show your support. Visit our online store at filmphotographyproject.com. That's right. Your purchases at our store support this show. What show? (laughs) You're not only supporting the podcast, but you're also supporting our ample giveaway programs and our workshops. Just go to filmphotographyproject.com and click the store button. Good golly, Miss Molly. We're an official reseller of Kodak Alaris Films. That's right. Impossible Project Instant Films. Super amazing. And our very own FPP hand-rolled films. Most notably is the addition of Shmina Films. Shmina from Eastern Europe. Shmina FN64, photo 100, photo 200, photo 400, as well as Eastman Kodak black and white motion picture film. That's right. Such stocks as Eastman Double X, Eastman High Contrast 5363, and the awesome Kodak Fine Grain 2366 com. Hey. Thanks. Let's get back to more show. Hey, we're back. We're back. So, Dane, just really quickly, just the, the you have a quick ar- array of cameras. Um, yeah, this is just what I happen to have film in right now. Well, so I brought stuff them. that you had film in. Yeah, I bought a couple of these from Mark, and another one's a new one. And we were, yeah, we talked about the Holga last show. Holga. Because you always have a good plastic to carry around with you. What's that little guy right there? This one? Yeah. This is this is the one that the Minox. A little, a little job, folder the GTE, there. little folder. It is just, it's too cute. So it's a nice, it's about, it's so tiny. It takes 35? It yep, 35. Uh, and uh, I used to, I had one that I got um, on eBay 
that was a Russian version of the same exact body. Remember, the, it's the one. It's exactly it's a, it's the same. It's a, a Kiev something. Yeah, it was Kiev. Yeah. yeah, I got a Kiev. It's like a, a gray plastic one. Exact same body. Same. Every single thing about it was the same. But when it got it, the real red button, the actual shooting button, didn't work. Didn't work. So you know me, I started digging it? at it. I started digging at it with, you know, paper clips, and <laughs> and then it just popped out with spring, and I just said, oh well. Oh jeez, you know, too bad. So it's, done. it's it's one of those ones you can just stuff it in your pocket. It's it is super tiny and super that is light, crazy. And uh, but it's got a two eight. Uh, it's a zone focus, and it it's got a. Uh, it doesn't have a B setting, but it has a two times. So I'm assuming that's a double, double exposure? exposure thing. Oh, I mean, neat. Not a double exposure, but a overexposure, I guess you'd say. But um, but yeah, it's 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 sharp from what I I think. From you talked about it, they're great. Yeah. yeah, they're great. But it's so tiny, and it's just all contained. That's good. Uh, That's a good beach camera. Well, yes, it is. But you know, I got scared because it does have a lot of little moving parts. There, uh, it's a little. I was a little worried about this one, so I kind of kept it in the car. I didn't bring it out to the beach for this one. It's also a little expensive. Those, yeah, those oh, really? go for a hundred. Uh, well, I said to Mark, yeah, I said, "Hey, Mark, I need a, I need a, I need a new plastic." Like I was shooting my banner forever, and and my, and I needed. I was heading to the beach, and he's like, "Go to shelf five in the middle <laughs> column, and then, then you are there." And so I was like, "Uh oh, this is not, this probably isn't supposed to be on that shelf, but I'm gonna take that one." So all the rest. Any were, of the toys off the top yeah. center I'm shelf? I'm like, "Yeah, here's a good toys plastic." See? Yeah, right. Good stuff. So I'm shooting that. I got a, another one of Mark Sparrow's, uh, the Canon QL17. This is really, this is a sweet one. Just to uh, just even oh the, the Canon QL17. Yeah, and it's a smaller one. Why is it? It's the it kind of looks like a smaller small, version of the, the fastest, uh, right. Minolta. Minolta seven. seven. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. same it idea. Is. Yeah. And then of course the Olympus uh, uh, 35RC is even smaller than that. Yes. Ah. I, so for some like counterintuitive reason, the seventeen, the one seven is the smallest. The one nine is bigger. The two five yeah. is the biggest. <laughs> yeah. like, right. You would think the smaller lenses would be. These smaller. are yeah, right. range finder cameras, which yep. means you look through it. And you have to kind of line up. Line up the ghost. Line up. The, you see like yeah. a ghosting image, and you line them up in the when you yes. go to focus. Yep. Yes, Michael. And you shoot. And then. Yep. Focus the ghost. What are you, yep. Bela? Okay, Bela. <laughs> Boris Cornell. So, yeah. So, that's, then that one just takes super sharp pictures. This I mean, takes amazing yeah. pictures. I mean, super sharp. Amazing. This is a cult camera. Yeah. I would say QL so. I never use it because I hate the shutter feel. It's just really? Got, it, really? It's just got a little... T- here you it's just like... Kind of like, oh, uh, whatever. Oh, don't make me do it. Just so it's just like... It's yeah. like... Yeah. It doesn't have a satisfying... Yeah. Yeah. Was there a camera? Is it still here? There was a box that came in and said, this camera is for Dane. Really? What was that? Do you remember that? Huh. Remember for Dane? I hand, didn't I give it to you? Nah. No, he just kept it. If I did, I gave it to Dane, but I don't think so. I, I think you were keeping it, it for him. Oh, yeah. No, I... What was it? Oh, the one with the uh, the two, the top and bottom swipe, yellow Oh, thing. yeah, yeah, that was it. The yeah, ball yeah, maybe or something? awesome. I did... I scanned some of those in. They are crazy. I love those. I it, has, it has the paddle shift. Yeah, so it's got, yeah. like, you can cut off the top or cut off the bottom. Oh, that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's oh, no, that's not what I'm thinking of. Oh, and uh, oh, yeah, it's not that exciting. Split, split frame. Split view it's in that toy camera book. Yeah, that, exactly. that Tony is in. I don't get that's too right. excited about that stuff. Oh, I know. That's yeah, nice I do. stuff. You do? Yeah, I like like to goof around. All right. Well. <laughs> All righty then. <laughs> everyone for listening Yay. Yay. we made it to the end yeah. Yay. you I get a we, lollipop I hope we covered oh some, you didn't hit record I hope we covered some stuff here oh. I hope we oh I have one last quick letter this is from uh, <laughs> no, it's always one more thing this is from I got one more thing this is from Deborah A. Smith from Brooklyn uh, she said she sent a package to us mm-hmm. 
I'm so excited to find a place that can use my old film cameras and lenses. The Canon Micromac cameras are in excellent conditions. The Nikon F may not be worth refurbishing. It has a light leak across the film the last time I used it. Hmm. It needs cleaning. That's oh, a it's a dang camera. camera. Yeah, I, never, I never saw that. Oh, it's in, I, didn't, I didn't unearth it yet. Oh, okay. I was going to say that wasn't in the batch we did. And in there, a Canon FT body with lenses. Uh, a Ni- Nikon Nikromat body with lenses. Excellent. And a... Chalico Capital Light Meter. Chalico. C-H-E-L-I-C-O. Chalico. Very good. How are you? Chalico Vision. Uh, some Chilico filters you very much. and some manuals. It's a pleasure to give these to you. Thank you. Uh, Deborah. I want to thank you. And for everyone else out there that has sent us yeah. uh, stuff in the mail. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, you Mark and awesome. I have been putting that stuff together. And we shipped about 100 cameras back out to schools this past September. Uh, very satisfying. And the rest of the cameras, we're going to start up our giveaway program, which I'm going to insert in the Yeah, I, I miss calling out names. You do? I do. I totally do. Okay. It's kind of like a rush. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> See you in three days in Am- Ann Arbor's, Michigan's. Yeah. Ann's, Ann's Harbor. Yeah. Ann's Arbor's, Michigan's. It's going to be a great time. <laughs> that was even worse. <laughs> I look forward to talking about it. When we come back in yeah. two weeks, it's going to be the Ohio gang. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. The Ohio uh, gang with Mark O'Brien from Michigan. Mm. The Ohio-Michigan consortium. <laughs> Mark's like, what's going on here? Peace, peace accords. <laughs> and then we'll be back in a few weeks. Well, it's going to go. Few Talks. Weeks, few weeks. You sound like a, uh, I don't know. <laughs> hey, Darren sent me some. I said to Darren uh, Riley, our good mm. pal, you know, pop, pop Ballard. That's that artist that used to uh, oh, play he's music. Oh, he's an artist now, yeah. He's an artist. He, he used to play uh, music. He sent me the back tracks. I said, you know, you have all these great tunes. Can you send me the backing tracks? You need just nice. the music? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Because sometimes, you know. You need some instrumentals. Yeah. That's right. So is that what we're listening to now? Isn't it playing underneath us right now, Mike? Yeah, I guess it is. Oh. <laughs> I can hear it. It's beautiful. All right, guys. Gals. Right. Bye. See you. Later. Oh, podcast? Oh, jeez. At filmphotographyproject.com. I'm mean, there right now. <laughs> so when you went to the Wendy's, did you get Burger King? Oh, Sheldon. photo though digital of course look at this Headley enough to make you weep ugh appalling this is what computers do Inspector they drain the very soul from the image but the girl Mr. Madrigal do you recognise her? the girl? certainly not ask Steve Bright that's the sort of rubbish he's interested in What do you mean by that, Mrs. Madrigal? Photographs of scantily clad young women. That's what I mean. Tittle-tattle, my dear. You ask Steve Bright. Well, I would do that, Mrs. Madrigal, but Mr. Bright was found dead in his home earlier this morning. No eating in this class.
Yes? Yeah, I'm registered in this class. What class? This is U.S. history. See the globe right there. Really? Hey. <laughs> Can I come in? Oh, please. I get so lonely when I hear that third attendance bell oh, ring and all my kids are not here. <sighs> Sorry I'm late. It's just like this new schedule is totally confusing. Yeah, I know that, dude. Mr. Spicoli. That's the name they gave me. You're ripping my car. Yeah. Hey, bud, what's your problem? No problem at all. I think you know where the front office is. You dick! You dick! Uh, thank you very much, and I'm sorry I bothered you. No bother at all. Well, listen, there's one more thing. Uh... Well, listen, it's caused by UFOs.